Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Bad Blood, Secrets and Lies in a Silicon Valley Startup. Before we begin, let us try to imagine a particular type of product, a portable medical magic box. It can be kept at home, produce a diagnosis, and suggest a treatment plan. Whenever you feel physically unwell, all you need to do is to open this magic box, use the needle on top to prick your finger, let a drop of blood fall into the box, and this magic box will provide over 200 professional test results. With this device, not only would you be able to track your physical condition instantaneously, the data from the blood test would be transmitted online to your doctor. They can then send over more comprehensive consultation notes and advise on your medication going forward. With such a magic box, you would be able to accomplish the entire process of a doctor's consultation without stepping out of your door. Is this a product you would hope to own? This is not a fantasy. Once upon a time, someone from Silicon Valley created such a product. The entrepreneur was a passionate follower of Steve Jobs. Like Jobs, had believed that the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. For this revolutionary dream, this individual dropped out of Stanford University, gathered a group of like-minded talents, and created a company that sold medical apparatus. Soon it was estimated to be worth 9 billion US dollars. This person, who founded a company they called Theranos, was none other than Elizabeth Holmes. It was she who came up with this captivating idea, and proceeded to use an irresistibly charming manner to rake in investment. She attracted business world legends, such as the Oracle founder Larry Ellison, to be her shareholders. She was even successful in persuading military and political leaders, like former U.S. Secretaries of State Henry Kissinger and George Shultz, and former Defense Minister William Perry, to join the board of directors. These significant figures provided a shield for the company. Their credibility helped her company's value ascend in the market, such that, at one point, it was the most successful Silicon Valley startup. At the helm of Theranos, Holmes dreamt of becoming a hero destined to save humanity. Yet ultimately, the dream melted as everyone found out that the magic product was just an illusion Holmes had created. The bubble was burst when everyone shockingly realized that the Theranos company Holmes had created was the biggest medical fraud in history. Now, let us open this book and get to understand the truth behind this massive deception by breaking it down into three parts. Part 1, Why Was Elizabeth Holmes' Blood Testing Technology Unfeasible? Part 2, How Did Theranos Manage to Achieve an Estimated Value of 9 Billion US Dollars? Part 3, How Was Holmes' Deception Unraveled? Part 1, Why Was Elizabeth Holmes' Blood Testing Technology Unfeasible? Encouraging innovation is the cornerstone of Silicon Valley's reputation. Silicon Valley's investors will swarm to support you if only you have a great idea that might change the world. They invest so that you can turn your vision into reality as quickly as possible, to start doing good for humanity immediately. Now, 
Holmes had precisely such an idea. And her idea seemed to be brilliant. The ambition to carry out hundreds of physical examinations at any time by using a mere drop of blood from the fingertip, either in one's home or in a pharmacy nearby, was undoubtedly a priceless dream. If successful, it would practically revolutionize medicine and healthcare. The problem lay in whether or not this idea could become a practical reality. Holmes, who dreamt up the idea, did not actually possess medical knowledge or skills. The reason she felt that this idea could materialize boiled down not to judgment but rather to a certain faith, a firm conviction that there would somehow be a way to make this idea come into being. Actually, Holmes' financial backers did not really understand medicine either. After all, to study medicine, there are high barriers to entry, and an extremely strong professional ethos. However, these investors were simply affected by Holmes' grand dreams and mesmerized by her personality, her highly infectious skills of persuasion. The financiers developed a bone-deep conviction that the project was destined to succeed. However, medical consultants and experts gathered by Holmes were less optimistic than the investors. It was immediately apparent, under the scrutiny of these specialists, that the examination device, with the capacity to perform hundreds of tests using a single drop of blood from someone's finger, that would also fit into a box roughly the size of a briefcase, was impossible. They didn't even think it was theoretically, let alone technically viable. Firstly, the tiny drop of blood would be insufficient to provide accurate test results. Secondly, using blood taken from the fingertips in this way in routine blood testing is fallible. This is because blood from the fingertips is capillary blood and has been contaminated by tissue and cell fluids. These contaminants would affect the test results and compromise their levels of accuracy. Hence, during actual clinical trials, blood from the fingertip would only ever be used in scenarios that required low levels of accuracy, such as in measuring levels of blood sugar. In addition to the simple problem that testing with capillary blood was inaccurate, Holmes maintained stubborn alignment with a beloved catchphrase, one tiny drop changes everything. She firmly insisted that her device would test only a single drop of blood. Because of her vehemence, developers had no choice but to dilute the already inadequate blood samples after they were extracted. This further hampered the overall reliability of the blood test results. Even if Theranos testing equipment utilized an advanced process, known as chemiluminescent immunoassays, dilution would mean weakened light signals used in the process. Therefore, precisely calibrated measurement was not viable. Although this means of analysis required blood dilution to filter out light-absorbing pigments and other constituents that could interfere with the light signal, dilution was only appropriate and beneficial to a specific extent. Therefore, the one drop of blood claim that Holmes promoted and personally endorsed was entirely unfeasible, unworkable from a technical standpoint, and even from a theoretical perspective. Blood tests themselves were not a new innovation. Testing apparatus related to the technology required to make this product was already in use in laboratories around the world, and had been for decades. For instance, American chemist Arnold Beckman invented the spectrophotometers, used to measure the concentration of substances like cholesterol, 
glucose and hemoglobin in the blood as early as 1941. And the cytometer, used to measure blood cells, was invented in the 19th century. According to Holmes' business plan, these and other pieces of equipment were to be miniaturized, linked together, and crammed into the portable blood testing device. Needless to say, at the time, Holmes' portable blood testing device was not unique in the market. There were already in existence medical devices that could run tests on small quantities of blood. One such example was a blood testing device known as Piccolo Express. It had the outer appearance of a small ATM machine, and could test 31 different items in 12 minutes. Therefore, to be sufficiently competitive, it was essential that the mini-portable blood testing device that Holmes wanted to develop satisfied the following conditions, be smaller, faster, and include more tests. However, the technical team gradually discovered that, to conduct hundreds of tests on a single drop of blood, they needed to miniaturize all the required apparatus, and to fit them into a tiny space, about the size of a briefcase. In itself, this was an almost impossible feat. In terms of both manufacturing and integration. To miniaturize every single type of testing apparatus the team was required to enact an incredibly difficult and tedious research and development task. Holmes' team developed a testing box that was about the size of a fat credit card. It used microfluidic technology to convey blood and saline to individual compartments. There the solution would react with the corresponding chemical agents allowing multiple tests to be carried out simultaneously. The distribution process required fluids to flow through a meticulous sequence of valves. Each valve had to open and shut at precise intervals, otherwise, it would lead to the blood samples being cross-contaminated. The entire test sequence was like a web where changing a single part would potentially cause movement across the whole system. An infinitesimal mistake meant the need to start all over again, demonstrating the technical challenge inherent in the process. Holmes' team never produced a fully working test kit. A satisfactory and reliable result always eluded them. The output either lacked key indicators or produced inconsistent results in repeated trials. Even if it was ultimately possible to develop a successful product, much time would be needed. But Holmes was out of time. She had signed a contract with her business partners with a stipulated deadline. There was relentless pressure on her to launch the project as soon as possible. Before Holmes' product could launch, the product's viability and quality was one obstacle. The approval of America's Food and Drug Administration was another matter to contend with. Needless to say, with this flawed product, it was impossible for her to get the administration's stamp of approval. Regulatory supervision of technology in Silicon Valley was far less stringent than that of healthcare services. Holmes had promised hundreds of tests. In theory, each of them needed to go through a separate FDA's inspection for approval, followed by the FDA granting a license. It wasn't surprising, technological failures might only be inconvenient, but medical tests concerned human life. The consequences of having inaccurate data could be fatal. In this regard, the Theranos apparatus performed very badly. It was possible to achieve FDA's desired standards, 
but that would have involved Holmes spending many more months and years on research. Consequently, under time pressures, Holmes came up with a plan to bypass the authority and the need for FDA oversight. It was an obscure solution to the problem and her idea proved to be entirely unworkable. Holmes had concluded that FDA was mainly concerned with providing regulation for independent medical equipment. Therefore, Theranos would abandon the plan to market experimental medical equipment and move to only provided testing services. Blood samples, collected at various testing stations, would be sent directly to Theranos, where the actual analyses would take place on the company's FDA-approved apparatus. The test data would then be returned to the collection points where the samples were taken. In this way, the devices they were marketing would merely be sample processing units. The actual blood analyses would be conducted within Theranos laboratories. In this way, the devices themselves could be exempt from oversight. However, on Holmes' part, this was short-sighted, wishful thinking. Because no matter where it was located, the device remained a blood analysis device. And, as such, it needed to be inspected and approved by FDA. Furthermore, in reality, the proposed operation was unfeasible. For example, would the Theranos system have the capacity to simultaneously process the data collected from hundreds and thousands of network nodes? Could its real-time performance live up to the promise of being speedy? Would the quality of the blood samples not be compromised in the transmission process? These remained unresolved and ominous questions. All in all, the attempt to bypass the FDA by adopting a strategy of centralized medical processing was fraught with practical difficulties when it came to delivering it at a commercial scale. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.